Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends, except we record ourselves doing it and then post it on the internet so you can laugh at us. Yes, that's right. And coming up this week on uh, the Dirty is the Quick. And the quick is the dirty. Yeah, we're, it's all one. We're just talking. We're doing yeah. a, a vacation recap of our girls' weekend in Nashville. It requires a whole recap because neither of us remember very much of it. I, I actually had to take notes because I knew that if, you know, in the future, I wouldn't actually be able to refer to most of the things that happened to us in Nashville. Yeah, it's like I a waking notes. dream. You can tell where it doesn't seem like it was real and then it just fades over time. Absolutely. And that trip was so incredible that I and we were doing a two parter because we needed to do a wrap of Nashville because so many great things happened. And if anything, I feel like the city of Nashville should pay us uh, some kind of a fee uh, because this is like the greatest commercial they've ever had. Am I wrong? Uh, You're not wrong. So if you didn't catch last week's episode of The Quick and the Dirty, you should do that on iTunes or on our websites. And uh, you can catch up on the first half of the trip because we recorded our podcast last week live from Nashville in our uh, Airbnb. Yeah, that was that was incredible. And, you know, looking back on it now, I feel like I probably shouldn't have been drinking and recording at the same time. But it's fine. It's fine, everybody. I'm sober now. That's all that matters. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Well, I feel like I had more booze in me in Nashville than I have had probably in the second half of 2017. You know what I mean? Like that was a lot of alcohol. I don't even know where to start with that weekend. Yeah, I don't. So where we left off, it was Saturday morning, was it? Saturday morning and we had just had our first night of drinking. Right. And I can't even remember what happened. Oh, we, no. we talked about airport indignities and right. uh, someone getting his undergut sniffed by the TSA. <laughs> oh, that's right. And the underwire of my bra yeah. always setting off yeah. the metal detectors. That's right. And then we talked a little bit about the live music and the bar scene in Nashville, which is off the hook. Incredible. Really incredible. Like that whole Broadway strip. And there's even more in East Nashville and other places if you've If you're a music fan, whether it's country or not, definitely check it out. It was so much fun. Yeah, but you know the thing about Broadway that surprised me? Because anyone I know who's ever been to Nashville always says, you got to check out the live music, you got to check out Broadway. It was way smaller than I thought. It's four blocks, and it's so concentrated, which is why it's so fun. It's it's it's. It's, it's just a four-block radius of fun, so you could do that in the night and, and bar hop and club hop, and it's not too too much walking. It's not too yeah. much exercise. It's you won't die. It's basically like university all over again when you do the the bar crawls. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, there's, and there's just live music everywhere, and there's fun to be had everywhere. Even the roads are fun with those uh, pedaling bars that you see. Like, it's incredible. Okay, so I want to start off with why I love and hate girls' trips. Okay. What what do you want to, good or bad first? Uh, It's kind of both. I love being with a group of ladies. We went with women who were of varying ages, women in their 30s, 40s, and some 50s, too. Yeah, that's right. And we all got along great. We all work in radio, so we're all loud mouths. But the problem with traveling with a large group, there were eight of us, is that everybody has their own goals of things they want to do. And when you try to travel as a group... You get so frustrated with each other. <laughs> I actually got 
bitchy at one point. We were in the Gulch, which is this like hipstery area, and people were stopping to go clothing shopping. And I was like, I can't do this. We're splitting up. And I made like the executive decision. And what weirds me out is I am not a quick walker. I am not an organized person. I am not <laughs> overly, you know, motivated for anything. But get me in a group of women who are wandering around aimlessly and I was losing my mind. <laughs> I didn't realize you're the one who split us up because I remember that I was just literally walking around aimlessly because I was so hungover <laughs> and just like just following the crowd. And I was so happy to do that. But you're, I guess, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, you were the bitch that basically split us all up. <laughs> but I don't see it that way. I just see it as somebody has to sometimes get bossy and handle things. And you did. And I, don't, I wasn't mad about it. Are you sure? Yeah, I wasn't mad about it at all. I was just happy. <laughs> Honest to God, I was happy that I woke up the next day because some days, you know, you wonder after a big bender. And it was, I thought it was just a beautiful day. The weather was, that was beautiful. Is that when we went to, some of us went to go grab a coffee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The best then, coffee yeah. of my life? Yeah. It was that like was maple bourbon. Oh, oh, girl, that sounds good. Yeah, I was too drunk to even drink caffeine at that point. Have you ever done that? You're like, I can't. I can't have anything. Uh, that's, no, but listen, I think you're too, way too hard on yourself. So every if everybody was like me, we would still be wandering Nashville, honestly. You know what that, a right? trip I'm, that would I'm, have I'm been. A, I, total, I'm a low-functioning human being after I've been drinking. So low-functioning. So I just need someone like you're the kindergarten teacher, and I'm behind you on the rope, and I'm just following But you. it's so weird it because out. in my everyday life, I am the slow walk that everyone's always waiting for. So what happened? I don't know. I was feeling inspired, possibly fueled by alcohol. <laughs> Probably. Well, it all worked out. We had a great day, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what was a highlight for you for that whole trip? Like if, whole trip? if someone was <sighs> going to check out Nashville again. Now, you made yeah. a side trip. Yeah. Um, I have to say, honestly, was that side trip. Although I, I, it would be very hard for me I'm, to pick the one thing. I would have to say crossing off Graceland off my bucket list was massive. So um, you took like a two-hour drive to Memphis from actually was Nashville. Th- actually, it was three hours and 10 minutes each way. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> but I made it in two. <laughs> Montreal driver. I got there. Everyone's like, it's a three-hour drive. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> not when I do it. Not even remotely. I'll get us there. Don't you worry. Yeah, so I took that side trip, um, you know, a couple of days into Graceland, and I'm all about... Uh, doing my bucket list now. You know you're getting old when it becomes a priority in your life that you start uh, crossing off the the bucket list. But going to Graceland was almost a religious experience. I know that sounds stupid, but it really was. So what about it was religious for you? Like what what was it that really sticks with you? Well, first of all, I, I grew up in a household that loved Elvis. My mom was an Elvis fan. Um, I'm a little older than you. So, I mean, I, I actually remember when he died. Uh, he was iconic for me growing up, of course, like he was for a lot of people. I'm the only person I know, by the way, that thinks karate Elvis is sexy, too. So there's that. <laughs> that's the like, one in the white, like, gemstone jumpsuit right. with the bell bottoms yeah. and, like, the chest hair coming that's out right. of the sweat. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why are you making it sound so dirty? I thought it was beautiful. I am like, honest to God, he's the only man I know who could get away with wearing a onesie and make it look good. 
And I'm sorry. I thought the karate kicks were hot. Whatever. I do uh, not get Elvis. Like, young Elvis, yeah. yeah hot. hot. Oh, like, yeah. Like, in the suits Sexy. or whatever. But the, the leather, like, whatever possessed him to think that the leather jumpsuit was a good idea. I think uh, he was going through a karate phase and he was, uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, like, James Brown was doing it, too, <laughs> at the same time, right? But That's he true. had the figure for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you go to, when you say, like, the thing about Elvis, too, is that he is a... Uh, a great American tragedy in many ways because the things that he he sought out in life, fame, uh, and all of those things are ultimately the things that killed him. And when you go to Graceland, and I mean, I didn't realize that this guy, I knew he was a mama's boy, 100%, and he loved his mom so much. I didn't realize that he took care of everybody. He took people, family members actually brought their trailers. Don't forget he's a Tennessee boy. Brought their trailers onto his property at Graceland and would live there. And he put like everybody on the payroll because he was always trying to take care of people. I can't imagine his neighbors liked him very much. Oh, my God, no. No, but the other thing that struck me was how small Graceland was. You think of Graceland as being the sprawling mansion. Uh, Not really. I mean, it's a pretty big home, but like a grand mansion. Not even even close. Like how many square feet would it be? You know, I'd say five or six thousand, which by mansion standards today, not, you know, nothing. It'd be like a luxury home in the burbs is what it would be, basically. Yeah. You know, but, but like, like nothing tacked crazy. out to the nines, everything glitzy, oh. glammy. I wouldn't even say glitzy and glammy. I would say 1970s kitsch, like 100 <laughs> percent, like really kitsch. He has a jungle room, the basement. I, there's no describing it except to say the man even had carpet in his kitchen. I, oh. And that's I, it was very upsetting to me when I saw that. I'm like, no <laughs> carpet I in the bathroom. Pardon me. Was there carpet in the bathroom? That's where I draw the line. They didn't let us in the bathroom because that's where he died. What? Right. So upstairs, it's like a museum, basically a museum tour. And there's like, you know, the velvet ropes and you're sort of guided through the house. But nobody is allowed upstairs into even close to the place where he died, I guess, out of respect. Because, you know, people would sit on the toilet and pretend to be him. <laughs> look, guys, look, guys, I'm Elvis. You totally would have, <laughs> by the way. I would totally do that. And then I guess all the other bathrooms, I didn't see any. They would lock all those doors and you just see the main rooms. But I, it was just interesting to, to see the way he lived. And even though the mansion itself was small, the grounds were sprawling. And in the back, there was a shrine. Well, he where... needed places for all those family trailers. <laughs> I know. And Jeez. just to imagine, and there's horses too on the property, and all these a pool, a tiny little pool, and but again, he's buried in the backyard with his. Uh, I guess I think it was his mom, his dad, and his grandmother. And uh, there's a, a trophy room. Uh, there's just so many interesting things about his life, and uh, all the memories there. You, there's videos as well that they show you along the way. Uh, it's just it's just sad to see uh, you know an, a great American icon taken way way too soon. It's sad. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, while you were, like, fulfilling a lifelong fantasy and dream, I was, well, we did a little bit of touring. I was with uh, one of the younger girls. We did some walking and checking out, like, Printer's Alley. But really, we just walked from one bar to another. Yes, I know, because you sent me a picture. And uh, we hunted cowboys. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, little girly, did you mosey on over to the bar and get lasso yourself a cowboy? You know, I was very surprised <laughs> that there were not as many men in cowboy hats and boots as I thought there would be. There were lots of boot shops, but yeah. nobody was wearing them out. Yeah, I noticed that, too. And I was I'm starting to wonder if the place is more tourists than anything else. You know, oh, yeah. tourists and guys trying to get laid at the bars by <laughs> tourists. I know there holy, were a few of those. Holy meat market. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, that's terrible. (laughs) 
That's awful. I can't remember the last time I got hit on by a dirty old cowboy, but at least five old dudes tried to hit on me, and I loved every second of it. How about you? (laughs) There were a few, and then I had to use you as an excuse to get my picture taken with them. We'll post the pictures up online. (laughs) What did you say? Uh, I was like, my friend Sandra loves cowboys. Can I get my picture taken and send it to her? And they were like, okay. And they were like, six feet tall, Nice bums, tight yeah. jeans. Oh, yeah. That's all a girl can ask for. <laughs> Did they have nice personality? I'm just kidding. I don't care about their personalities. <laughs> I didn't even ask their names. I'll be honest. Did you, like, talk to them or did you just get in a, get the picture I just and got run? close and had a cuddle and then... <laughs> Such a dirty girl. You really are. Well, four days is a long time to go and it was my sex weekend, so... Yeah. <laughs> So if you don't know, I'm in a, a long distance relationship with somebody who lives an hour away and they have kids half time. So we only get alone time every other week. And that was our alone time weekend. So you had to make do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I behaved because oh, yeah, I'm not totally a bad behaved. girl. But no. But I mean, a girl can flirt and a girl can look. Oh, yeah. Girl, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Nothing wrong with that. Does your husband get weird when you go on, like, a girl's holiday? Did he ask you a bunch of questions and, and prod and probe? Or No. In fact, when I, um, when I he, you know, he sent me one or two texts, hope you're having fun, you're having fun, that kind of thing. And then when I got back, he really didn't care. <laughs> like, he, I, I started to go through it, as I would with any girlfriend, you know, tell them about my trip. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He, you know, was kind of interested that I saw Mike Fisher at the Santa Claus parade. Right. But ultimately, he just didn't care. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I was kind of sad that he didn't care. So then I just I just stopped telling him about it and thought, well, I won't tell him a part about the old dirty cowboys hitting on me. (laughs) He wouldn't care anyway. You know, he wouldn't care. It's fine. Why? I I think women don't get that when when they go away for the weekend it's the best thing that ever happened to their husbands or partners because they get a weekend alone. And like oh, I alone time is so <laughs> cherished. Yeah. You know what? It's going, girls weekends in general are good for the soul. I find <laughs> like, don't you find for me, but I never thought, I never even once thought about for a second, what life is life uh, without me at home. I would it suspect that it would be miserable and unhappy. <laughs> And he would be pining for me. What are you saying? They're having a good time? What do you mean? I don't He's in his boxer shorts, drinking beer, <laughs> watching sports, and not having to listen to you at all. <laughs> he didn't have he doesn't ever listen to me anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna save stories about my husband for another podcast. How even to this day, twenty-four years in, he still looks at the TV and has a conversation with me. He won't even make eye contact. We're beyond caring about each other's stories. I'm telling you, it's terrible. Uh, Okay, so I I literally wrote down a list of things to talk about. I want to talk about Ubers. Oh, my God, yes. So Uh, we basically Ubered everywhere because uh, we stayed in East Nashville, which is like a 10-minute drive from downtown, uh, maybe a $25 cab ride. But Ubers were like 8 to 10 bucks. So cheap. So cheap. And we had the weirdest uber ride of our lives <laughs> uh, how did it start we got we started, it well yeah. we called one we were it was our last night in nashville and we called an uber to get to the restaurant and there's too many of us to go in one so we split into two groups and we get into the uber and he starts asking us questions you know oh where are you going where are you from blah 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 and it seemed like a normal night and then all of a sudden he turns around at a light and he goes do you like karaoke and then, woo! 
It was like cash cab. The cab yeah. went up. He just flipped a switch and all of a sudden we're having a party. It was amazing. And he had like a uh, YouTube on an iPad facing backwards with the words of the songs on it. That's and he right. was like a little bit off. I'm not going to lie. He was weird. Oh, oh my God. I was totally thinking that too. I, I thought for a guy who's running a karaoke Uber, he should have a better personality. <laughs> like really, you know what I mean? Because this is a party cab. This is like, this is a, a guy at disco lights for God's sake. In a cab. How do you not get pulled over for that? And, you know, I was thinking, he probably hopes that we're a group of people who might have a musician in them that might be famous one day. And he's hoping that he gets a video of somebody who ends up being famous. I never thought of that. I actually never thought of that. I thought he was just trying to launch like a successful YouTube channel and make a couple of bucks. And by the way, four videos. Is ours even up there yet? No, but I will tell you this. He has 13 subscribers. He had 12 subscribers, but out of pity, I was number 13 and I subscribed to his channel. And his videos, God love them because I'm sure he's trying. They are so terrible. He doesn't edit them. So it's like you watch an eight minute cab ride, it, you know, just edit it to the good stuff. He doesn't and our do cab that. Ride it's like, is oh. going to be so bad because not only were we karaoke, we were telling him how shitty his music choices were. <laughs> and everyone, because I sing, everybody kept trying to make me sing, and I didn't right. want to because the song sucked. No, his song choices were terrible. And but I love it that you were like yelling at him. <laughs> no, get another one. Get another one. If he's posting it on YouTube, I'm not like, come on. I have standards. We all have standards. And when I walked away, I thought, oh, I hope he, he can edit this to make us not look like the bitches that we are because we were getting bit. And we were getting the worst is that we we're getting bitchy with each other. You kept yelling. I was trying to put it on social media and just get like snippets. And then you kept saying, Sandra, it's going to be on YouTube. Stop recording. And then I'm yelling back at you. Oh, I know he's going to do it. It's going to be hilarious or, or terrible. <laughs> I I just thought that was like I was drunk. I have an excuse. I know. And even you know when you you walk away thinking, did that actually just happen? But we all we all experienced so experienced it. So that's the only way I know that it happened because I I wasn't even <laughs> sure myself because I had been drinking beforehand. I was like really yeah. into the vodka. By then I'm like I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> and then we had a delicious dinner and yes, uh, we did. Then we went on a weird bar scavenger hunt in East Nashville. And, and we ended up in this crazy bar. A yeah. weird bar we were in. <laughs> what was it called? The Crying Wolf or whatever? It was. A, and then or, I, I walked in. I felt like I walked into the 1980s. No, like the, it was like maybe a little bit like the new age punk 80s. I, I thought that there'd be more mohawks and people crying while dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that for me, that was what happened to me in the eighties. Totally, that's hilarious. But I, yeah, I know. I walked in. I'm like, am I twenty again? I don't know what's going on here. This is crazy. It was like a hole, but like you know how places try to look like they're a hole. It was trying, right? It was a hip hole. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. It was too and clean to be a hole. I've been had there. Like, yeah, crazy wallpaper, and that's when I drank moonshine, and we did our <laughs> we did our breathalyzer test. There was one of those breathalyzer machines on the wall. Yeah, how did you pass that, by the way? Uh, I don't know, but someone blew one point something, Sandra, and I blew a 0.04. No. I, oh, I thought you blew a 0.4. No, 0.04. Okay, because 0.4, wouldn't you need like a hospital? You are <laughs> one point something. <laughs> Whatever. Don't worry. Oh, maybe it's because of this, the Jello shot syringes that we no, had. No, that was the night before. Oh, my God. So then there's really, did I have moonshine? 
No, you had like a drink or something. I don't, I know. don't remember. You oh were my hammered. God, Hillary. But no, then I you were convinced that. that the reason it didn't. <laughs> so you have to put a straw into the hole of this breathalyzer and blow in the straw, but you couldn't get the straw in the hole. And you were like, it's just telling me I'm drunk because I can't even do that. <laughs> I honestly, I don't even remember doing that. I don't even remember doing that, Hillary. <laughs> so the breathalyzer machine was correct. It absolutely worked correctly. What a great time, though. Um, can we talk about the fact that we did do jelly, jello shots out of syringes? Yeah, that was disturbing. Um, afterwards, I thought to myself, I just had a jello shot out of a syringe, and I don't know how clean it is. <laughs> like, if, it, if it's. If it's a glass, you take a shot, right? And, and right. you trust the glass because you're thinking, okay, it's probably king. But this has this is like a like mechanism. It was like a big plastic syringe. Right. I'm sure they take them apart and put them through the dishwasher, but still kind of nah. gross. And the other thing that bothered me about that place is they're smoking in bars. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That um, that I found to be the oddest thing. I, I can't remember the last time I saw someone smoking indoors and you're watching them. And I because we're Canadian and we don't do that. And so I, you know, when you see someone smoking, you're supposed to give them the look, right? Mm-hmm. How dare you? And I was doing that to everybody until I realized it was allowed. <laughs> awkward. Yeah, I know. What was awkward is that one of the girls in our group almost got into a fight. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. Well, uh, no names, but um, th- uh, the girl in our group was uh, talking to uh, some guy started talking to her. Some, I, And when I say some guy, I mean some old rough cowboy. Okay. And he started talking to her and she was being polite and just sort of saying, hey, you know, talking. He buys her a drink. He buys himself a shot. He buys her a shot. She takes a shot. Old rough cowboy is not there alone. Old rough cowboy is there with two or three other women that know him. And oh, those no. those women started giving our friend the gears like they got they turned on her and they started giving her lip. No. And our friend, I don't know if you the, the syringe place we left very, very quickly because our friend is like, um, they're about to have a bar fight with me. We need to go right now. So we all left suddenly. <laughs> How do you not know, to, know that we, we left because their bar fight was about to break I had no idea. Up. I was I busy with my syringe and like talking to a very <laughs> attractive couple. Yeah, oh, I remember. I know a couple you're talking to. And it's ironic because at the exact same table at the other end was old rough cowboy and his old rough women. <laughs> I guess and, I, you know I, I, mean? I gravitate to my people. You gravitate to yours. I'm it's telling fine. you. I was in the middle of the table looking at the handsome part to the left of me and to the right of me. I'm looking at the, the part that's about to start a bar fight. <laughs> the train wreck. I, and I thought to myself, <laughs> Hillary, had we stayed, and I'm not kidding, for, for one more minute... Like there would have, it would have been a saloon fight. <laughs> what a story. That been. time we got into a bar fight in Nashville. I but I the funny never... thing is like we all have that one friend that's a little bit rough <laughs> around the edges and we should have predicted it. <laughs> Love her well, to death. She's amazing. But a party animal and just like draws that type of people. Well, she, you know, she, yeah, she does. She absolutely does. She's trouble and she knows it. And I think she loves it and embraces it. And she's good at it. She's really good at getting into <laughs> You got to trouble. stick with what you know. Do you know what, what, what kills me is that I, even though we left, I, I thought, had we just stayed and played it out, I would have put my money on her any day of the week. You know what I mean? And then I, then well, I, I was like, see you going around the bar taking bets. 100%. I know. And then I thought, Hillary, have, have you ever had a girl fight? No. Me neither. I want to see one. I know that I, well, I know for a fact I would play dirty. I go right for the hair and then finish with the shins. I know how to fight. I go right for the teeth. Fingers in the mouth and ripping. I mean, no. I kickboxed once. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've never had a girl fight in my life. I, I see women fighting and it's mm-hmm. just like, what are you? Come on. My come grandmother on. would always say, just remember to take your earrings out if you're going That's to be in right. a fight. Be a lady. I, I feel like if I'm going to make you cry, I'm going to do it with my words. <laughs> I'm not going to do it with my fists. <laughs> Is I there mean, anything you, else you want to cover? Um, I'm like through my list. Grand Ole Opry I want to talk about. Oh, that was special. That was all you, by the way, because in a million years, I mean, I, I've, I, I've heard, I, I'm really embarrassed to say that I know nothing about the Grand Ole Opry. I don't really understand, didn't know much about the history. Mm-hmm. I know, I know it's a big deal for country folk. Mm-hmm. I don't like country music. I could probably name three country music artists, but I don't know. I just know nothing about it. So the fact that you got us tickets, put the plan together, and we got the tickets, and we went to the Ryman Theater. It's that bitch thing in me again, the organizational bitch. No, but it worked. And and I was so impressed by so many aspects of that night. A, I didn't even realize that it was a radio show. That's the kind of country music okay. idiot I am. So if didn't you know. don't know anything about the Grand Ole Opry, uh, normally it happens at Opryland which is off in the suburbs. It's a huge theater. But during the Christmas months, they have a big Cirque show that happens there. So they bring it to the original building, which is the Ryman Auditorium. And it's they used to call it the Church of Country Music or Folk. And uh, people would go. It's a live radio show, and they make announcements. The commercials are read live. It's wild. And then they have – there are members – of the Opry. So you get invited to be a member of the Opry and then whenever you're in town you can kind of just show up and do a performance if they have space for you. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. So they have selected acts that are scheduled but sometimes if you just happen to be in the area they'll invite you to, to come perform. Okay. Which is, uh, we had a special guest, Trace Atkins, made an, appo- uh, an appearance, then he wasn't scheduled. He was in for the parade and decided to come out to the Opry at night. Yeah, he was and, a pretty big deal when he came out. Yeah, it was wild. And then um, there were a couple of older acts, and then they usually have an up-and-comer, and then they have like a feature guest, and then the guy from Nashville performed, too. Yeah, well, uh, Deacon? Yeah, he plays Deacon. I believe his name is James. Ooh, now I can't remember. James something. If anyway. you watch his show, you know who he is. Yeah, he he looks good in tight pants and a cowboy hat. And, and he was really good. Yeah, but definitely more of a performer. Like everybody else was there doing their musical thing, and he was there being a performer. Like you can right. tell he's an actor. I just I just thought that it was one of the most entertaining two hours. And back to those live commercials, <laughs> those were my favorite, where the guy would come on with a big voice and say, over here in Nashville, Tennessee, we like our records. For example, check out Billy Bob, who caught that big, wide mouth bass. And, <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, look at that. In an 11-point deer. <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, that's amazing. We love our records. He's setting the world record for the bass cat. <laughs> it's like fishers. talking about natural resources and whatever. That's right. The, the fishermen and the hunters love that. Yeah, and we were getting the stink eye from the old people in the audience because we were on our phones taking photos and commemorating all of it. It was were great. Were we? I didn't even know. Oh yeah, the guy next to me was like, <sighs> no. Oh yeah. I I found that what interested me the most were the people that were sitting directly in front of us. Okay. Um, This older, two older couples who looked like they were having the most miserable night of their lives. You know when you go to see a show and you're with your partner? You know when you're with your partner? Yeah. Every once in a while you want to look over and go, it's good, right? Right? It's great, huh? Wow, what do you think? Like, that's what we do. And you just look over and you encourage each other. Right. (laughs) But, like, they just look like miserable old 
people and they I don't know I, I just kept watching them saying God please Jesus may I never be so miserable that I go to a show and never even look or talk to my my spouse because that just looked miserable to me why are you even out <laughs> I know that's a total tangent that's because I kept looking I at agree them. but you see that at restaurants all the time couples where they don't even talk to each other like there right. there's nothing left in the relationship Nothing. That's true, but this is this is different. This is the Grand Ole Opry. This is like you've got to, I mean, it's an effort to make it downtown Nashville to be part of this scene. That sort of indicates that you're a fun person and it's a Saturday night and you want to do something mm-hmm. fun and crazy. But these people were not were not fun and crazy. They were country folk, I could see. And yeah. they didn't, well, uh, one of them was wearing overalls, so that was a giveaway. Oh, there, there it is right there. <laughs> and I rest my case. And I rest, but they weren't fun overall people. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know. There were no shotguns. That sort of no, disappointed me but they, as well. That's the other thing that kind of alarmed me. They check for weapons everywhere in Nashville because everybody's carrying guns. Yeah. Yeah, that's the United. I know it's shocking to us Canadians because, yeah, we don't do that. Because concealed weapons would never happen. But no. if you have a permit, you're good to go. Uh, there was only the one bar that was checking. For, that actually had metal detectors. Did you well, notice the that? The Ryman had metal detectors as well. Oh, that's right. So what do you do if you're carrying a concealed weapons? Do you have to check it at coat check or something? Honestly, do you? <laughs> I think you get turned away and you have to lock it in your car, like in a in a locked box. Well, that's, that's sensible. <laughs> um, I will have to say, Hillary, that was one of the best weekends that I've ever spent in my life. I, I love Nashville so much and I love what we did for our next girls weekend. Oh, right. We decided, okay, if you have female friends, to be honest, this is the very first trip girls weekend that I've ever been on because really? it's not something that I prioritized. I would go to the cottage to like if somebody had a cabin or like little day trips. But this is the first time I went away specifically with girls. Really? And it was such a special experience. So I'm so excited. We sat down to dinner on the last night we were there and we handed out little sheets of paper. And this was your idea, I think. Yeah, my reverse draw idea. I think it's genius. And we all wrote down a location where we would have our next girls trip. And it's going to be a while because some people are parents, you have kids, and, you know, it does add up. It's expensive, and we don't make tons of money. But we're very lucky that we can make it happen. Sure. And um, we all wrote down where we wanted to go. And then we harassed the waiter for a little container to put it in. And then how did it go from there? We did a reverse draw. We eliminated one city by one city by one city. The last piece of paper in was the location of our next girls weekend. And that was Montreal. Lord, help us all. Lord, help us all. I'm not driving in Montreal, by the way. You can drive. That's where where I learned how to drive. I got this girl. (laughs) I got it. I got it. So Montreal it is. And I just for the record, I want you to know I put New Orleans. Really? Yeah, I did. What did you put? I wanted to go to Mexico. I could have done that, too. That would have been good. (laughs) Hot and margaritas. Mm. No cowboys, but, you know, so be it. (laughs) Well, we just trade in the cowboy hats for the sombreros. We're good. I'm in. Uh, That was a great weekend. Um, If you've never been away with your friends, do it. Just 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 do it and um, bring gas X with you and Imodium. And that's all I'll say about that. Hillary, I can't wait to see you again. We're going to be traveling soon. I won't give away where we're going to be next, um, but we're going to be seeing each other very soon doing uh, more live podcasts. I can't wait. I actually get to look you in the eye and do a podcast very, very soon. I love it. Mm.
And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.